Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the next episode of The Odd Coyote. Um, today we have two pieces from two former students of mine, one from Evan Rintfro and one from Emily Tucker. Uh, Evan Rintfro will be the first piece up and she writes, my name is Evan Rintfro and I graduated from Broken Arrow High School in 2016. I did study elementary education at OS, but I think once I get back, I want to study creative writing to fulfill a pipe dream of mine to write TV shows. If you've heard any of Evan's um, writings before, I know I've been to a couple of, uh, I think, writing events or at least one poetry slam where she wrote a poem concerning uh, Taco Tuesday, I believe. She's very funny. And as you guys will see with her piece, a uh, very funny writer. I have no doubts that she will be writing for a TV series soon. So Evan, whenever you get that uh, original deal for Hulu or Netflix, don't forget us. Give us a shout out. Uh, Emily Tucker will be having the second piece on here today, and she writes, Emily Tucker is currently an unpublished author and college student trying to make sense of the strange time in which she resides through her words. She attends the University of Oklahoma, majoring in international security studies and classics. She wants to become multilingual so she can see the world with more independence. She loves her parents, sister, and cat. And one day, she hopes to settle down in a nice little neighborhood with an apple tree, an unpolluted view of the stars, two children, and someone who loves her. Super specific, and no doubt that all those things will come true. Uh, both of these are former students of mine. As, as I said, they were not able to come over and do a conversation, so I won't have an interview portion today, and I will be reading both of their pieces um, but today, a little bit different, we also have um, music today featured behind each piece, and so that's pretty exciting. Um, both pieces have music behind them um, by uh, Sebastian Kyler, so very excited, and shout out to Sebastian for getting us those tunes to put behind the pieces. I always feel like those add a little bit better quality. Both pieces kind of concern the mind of a writer and what we go through, which I think is a funny subject, um, often plenty of uh, fuel for thought and humor with that subject. Just the other day, uh, this is just how you know writer brains work or strange people in general brains work. Just the other day, my wife and I were having dinner out at a Mexican restaurant and the waiter had taken our order. Everything was fine. He was uh, polite, socially aware, not awkward at all, unlike me. He had already taken the menus um, at this point in the meal. For some reason, after taking the menus, and it's that point where they usually um, you know, tell you that they're going to go put the order in and they'll be right back. And he extended his hand uh, towards me across the table, and I only had a, a just half a second to react. And I was looking over the table as quickly as I could, you know, wondering why is he extending his hand towards me? Do I need to hand him something? I had already handed him my menu. I didn't know what it was. And it was just the way he had his hand positioned over the table. And as it was approaching me and I came, as I told my wife later, I came very close to extending my own hand and just shaking it possibly giving him a kiss on his hand. It was just coming at me at that angle, the way that maybe a lady of the court might extend their hand. I, I didn't know what he wanted until the very last split second. I realized that he was going to take the uh, trash from the straw wrapper that he had given us. And so I realized that at the last minute and did not kiss his hand, did not shake his hand awkwardly, 
but gave him the piece of paper he was going for originally. But in that split second interaction, I went through a world of panic and undecidedness as to as to what to do. Glad I did not kiss the young man's hand or try to awkwardly shake it. And the rest of the meal, I have to report, went uh, swimmingly. So all that to say, um, what goes on in our heads behind the scenes is is sometimes uh, interesting to explore, both for humor aspects and just the study of crazy writer people in general. So please enjoy both of these pieces um, from Evan and Emily. Celebrities are just like you. It was a warm summer evening at the local Walmart near my house. I don't know why you need to know the weather or what season it is, or even what time of day it was, or that the Walmart was near my house. I just said that because that's how all the great stories start. Why do I need to tell you that? Are you the people just nosy? Get out of my business and get into your own, fatties. I was scrolling through the magazines, waiting in line to buy a Stranger Things themed Monopoly set because why does that exist? Celebrities are just like you. I read that over and over in my head. Celebrities are just like me? It showed pictures of Shia LaBeouf wearing sweatpants and grocery shopping. I looked down and I too was wearing sweatpants grocery shopping. Well, sort of. Celebrities are just like you. I pick up the magazine and it shows Millie Bobby Brown kissing some boy on the beach. I've also been to the beach. This is astounding. How deep could this possibly go? Do celebrities also get scared when their PayPal balance runs out of money so it takes money out of their checking account? Celebrities are just like you. Does Paul McCartney also cry when an old man flips them off on the turnpike? Celebrities are just like you. Does Ryan Reynolds also want to cut his own artery when the self-checkout register starts yelling that there's an unexpected item in baggage area and the employee has to come up to him? Not that that was happening at the moment, I just thought it should be mentioned. Why does that happen? I choose the non-social route for a reason. I went to my car and no, I didn't buy the magazine, but it did make me think. Celebrities also get depressed. They also have family members that die, they have anxiety, and sometimes even make mistakes. Celebrities really are just like me. Minnie Kaling, I hope you get your large planner warts on your left big toe fixed too. You're always running out of time on the most important things because of wasting it on the menial ones. The blue screen of your laptop haunts you as you reflect with a tragic heart everything you did in the preceding hours to make this particular moment induce even more anxiety. You recall wasting previous words on thank you cards that are more mechanical than your pencil. Surely they know how grateful you are. Surely their lives won't be miraculously changed by the words of a disinterested, worn-out author who can't find a 20th way to say, Thank you very much for the card and for the money. Words that are so recycled you could probably clean a landfill or 20 landfills. Your mind wanders back in dismay to the live stream you watched for hours instead of vomiting up words like any responsible, proactive author would do. Clearly, you are neither responsible nor proactive, and you're beginning to disprove the author bit as well. As your body shakes from the flashbacks of the exact same meme you typed over and over again with the rest of the commenters, you feel keenly a pain that you once thought long ago would act as a deterrent from putting anything off ever again. That thought was wrong. Obviously, it did, did not take into account the factor of masochism. You reminisce, quite unfondly actually, about the food you ate just three hours before. 
How could you waste time on eating when you have so much work to do? And sweet, unforgiving heavens, you ate ice cream too? How could you possibly waste time on such a leisurely activity? You consider dieting, but then remember how much time you wasted for a day and a half logging all those disgusting, beautiful calories. No, 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 no time for a diet, not now. Did you really have lunch with a friend? Today? Any day? You had the audacity to take the time to do something that would improve your mood? When you had work to do? No, no, completely unacceptable. You resent your friend for distracting you from your writing for a moment until you realize that resentment also steals away valuable time that could be used to get some damn work done. With a start, you realize that regret also wastes time, which sends you into a panic mode, which can potentially act as a positive. Who knows, your next slam poem, first in a good six months, you realize cringing, could result from those little scratches of anxiety. But this type of panic makes it impossible to even pick up a pen, thereby preventing you from getting anything done. Hesitating, you force yourself to calm down. But sitting there on your bed, fan churning away about your head as your mug of tea steams, noticeably, thoroughly judging you, you are ready to begin. After a long, certainly wasteful day, did you actually work for God's sakes? Isn't creativity more important than financial stability? You open up your laptop. You sigh into your tea mug, and the sound echoes as you wait for the screen to turn from black to your beautiful screensaver you spent far too much time editing. And the screen turns on. And you spit out your tea. It tastes like frustration and disbelief. Your screen is blue. White lettering in the center reads, working on updates, 0%. This will take a while. You feel like screaming. You decide an old-fashioned approach, determined to get something done. According to legend, long, long ago, in the olden days, everything was written by hand. So you reach to your left, where you always keep a pencil and a composition book only for your hand to come crashing down on your childhood stuffed bear and a thumbtack that definitely did not get put away after the most recent bout of deep cleaning in your room. In addition to drawing blood, the most recent deep clean resulted in all your pens, pencils, notebooks, and other assorted writings essential to have disappeared, vanished. This is why you don't clean your room. You laugh, but not the quaint little 1960s film star laugh that makes sugar plum fairies dance or cause the cotton candy clouds to hail gumdrops. No, this is the laugh of a woman gone mad. A woman who has fought valiantly for so long and has now been served with her final defeat. This, this is it, ladies and gentlemen. This is where her story ends. This is where the heroine with beautiful tresses and a wit to rival or someone very witty, this is where she fails. This is where she falls. She has lost her one and only weapon, that sword she calls a pin, and she can fight no longer the evils of writer's block, the horrors of, you glance down. Your wild, maddened laughter slowly trails off. A glimmer of hope, shoved unceremoniously, halfway underneath your bed, is a battered notebook and an old, red, mechanical pencil with no eraser, no grip. And when you shake it with trembling hands, the joyous dance of lead does not assail your ears. But when you click the top, and a tiny, dulled lead piece works its way out, you are the discoverer of the sword Excalibur. And before you let the magic flow onto the paper, you chastise yourself, your lidded eyes making your head bob up and down for wasting time on any of these ponderings. You pass out over your notebook. Your laptop screen welcomes you to the new update before promptly falling asleep with you. All right, well, that is it for this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed both of those pieces. Um, very thoughtful, very funny pieces. 
Uh, please continue to uh, talk about the podcast, show your friends, retweet us, post about it on Facebook. Um, the popularity of the show is, is slowly gaining, and we'd like to give these um, writers a, as large a platform as we can provide. So please keep sharing about the podcast. Please keep sending stuff in as well to the um, oddcoyotepodcast at gmail.com if you have submissions. Um, please get those in so that we can continue to make new episodes next week. Join us for a piece by Nicholas Pointer. Very excited about that. Used to go to the same grad school program as that guy. He is a phenomenal writer and we'll talk more about his writings and have his piece on the air next week. So keep listening, stay out there and keep writing. Thank you.